Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Good evening, everybody. You are now listening to WLS, the voice of Prairie Farmer, America's oldest farm paper, Chicago. The Johnson Wax Program. everyone. The makers of Johnson's Wax send you another syncopated symposium of salty sapience and salubrious songs with Rico Marcelli's orchestra and starring Marion and Jim as those merry menaces to monotony, Fibber McGee and Molly. Marcelli and his men score a musical bullseye with I'm Shooting High. Shoot, Rico! those madcap McGee's, so let's be sensible for a moment while there's still time. I'd like to tell you some news. A new member has joined the Johnson Wax family. A new furniture polish, as different from other furniture polishes as night is from day. Johnson's new furniture polish is a creamy white liquid, very easy to use. It contains a remarkable cleaning agent that gets every particle of dirt, then leaves a genuine wax finish on your tables, chair arms, and other wood surfaces. Johnson's new furniture polish requires very little rubbing. It gives a glowing wax polish with practically no effort. Unlike other polishes, Johnson's furniture polish contains no oil to collect dust or leave a sticky haze on your furniture. You're going to like this remarkable creamy wax polish that's absolutely free from oil. Ask your dealer for Johnson's new furniture polish, creamy white in a beautiful modern bottle. Now, if you'll kindly adjust your television screen to Wistful Vista, you'll find Fibber McGee and Molly on the corner of 14th and Oak Street, just passing the Wistful Vista Fire Department. And Molly seems to be reproaching Fibber for something. McGee, I don't know what to do with you. I'm about at the end of my rope. <laughs> well, Molly, you know what to do when you get to the end of your rope, don't you? <laughs> just skip it. <laughs> Come 
on. Let's say we dropped in the firehouse to see the boys, Molly. I'll bet you've never been into a firehouse. Yes, but what if there should be an alarm? Alarm? Alarm. Alarm me to inform you, please, that Johnson's Wax protects windows, tills, tabletops, and woodwork. What are you stopping for, McGee? Well, didn't you hear something? No. We can't stand here on the sidewalk all day. Come on. Okay. Let's go in and see the boys just for a minute, huh? Well, if you're sure we won't be in the way, McGee. Heavenly days, I'll go anywhere to get out of the cold. <laughs> it's kind of a dangerous statement, Molly. Somebody's liable to tell you where to go. <laughs> you get it, Molly? I said somebody... Oh, ain't funny, McGee. Okay. And if you must go and visit the... Well, look who's coming along behind you. Huh? Who's... Oh, hello there, Geraldine. Hello, Miss McGee. Hello, Miss McGee. Well, <laughs> what are you doing down here? standing in front of the firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald says he used to go with a fireman's daughter before he married me. Oh, is that He so? says he didn't dare call on her for fear her father would recognize him as an old flame. <laughs> isn't that just suit you iridescent? I mean, isn't it really? Well, it is kind of inconvenient. <laughs> Shelley and his men give us his new rhythmic interpretation of Moon Over Miami. And don't we all these days? Hi there, fellas. 
Now, fellas, I want you to meet my wife, Molly. Molly, meet my old pals, the firemen. Who are you and what do you want? I guess I never met you before. No, I, I guess not. <laughs> Your old pal. <laughs> Give him the grip of the high sign, McGee. Why, uh, I'm Fibber McGee, brother. Uh, Mayor Applefuss says to drop in any time and look around. The mayor, eh? Yeah. Well, I guess it's okay then. My name is Grant. Hi, Grant. Hi, hi. 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 Hello. Jack in the game. <laughs> now what do we play? How about hide and seek? What you mean, hide and seek? Oh, you know. You try to get home as quick as you can. <laughs> Oh, no, you don't, brother. <laughs> we come in here to see the fire department, and we're going to see the fire department. Yes, and if you don't... Well, here comes the customer, Mr. Fireman. Oh, what do you want, mister? Well, if it isn't Nick DiPopolis. Hi there, Nick. Hello, Cupid. Hello, Fizer. <laughs> what are you two doing with the firehouse engines, if I could be so questionable? Well, we might ask you the same yeah, thing. Yeah, what you doing here, Nick? You ask me no honest answers, and I'm giving you some big lies, I should say not. Like George Washington Hamilton. <laughs> Say, what is all this? An old settler's picnic? This is a fire department. And what am I supposing you think we are? A pool swimming? <laughs> I guess that is telling me, won't he, Cupid? <laughs> That's putting him away, Mr. DePop. That's telling him, Nick. Say, listen. Suppose me, you tell me what you want, buddy. Tell him, Mr. DePop. Sure, Cupid. Friends, Greeks, and country people. <laughs> Land you my ear. <laughs> But that is a very fine speech for beginning. Well, well, go on, go on. Control myself, smoke it in my eyes. <laughs> I'm forced to telling you as fast as I'm able to, so don't be so patient unless it is unnecessary. Now, <laughs> uh, look, Mr. Fire Cheese, I'm forced to having very fine restaurant business on corners of Oakley 14th Street. You've been there, I'm afraid not? Uh, Nick runs the restaurant down there, huh? And very good food, too, Mr. Grant. So what? Is one of his steaks burning? Don't be so smart, crack-wise, Alex. <laughs> I'm forced to having a fine big fire in my restaurant. Well, why didn't you say so? Come on, boys. Hey, wait a minute, cheese. Wait. My fire is not yet for two weeks. Oh. It is postponed on account of I'm forced to having very good streaks of business in restaurants. So I'm telling you, if I should be forced to turning in false face alarms sometime, unless it is two weeks yet, I'm just practice makes perfect. How's business with you? Well, what the... Well, I'll be... Don't say it, please. There is a gentleman present with ladies, and my friend Fizzer, too. <laughs> you got me, pal. Just quit bothering me. You people can look around if you like. Okay, Chief. You see, Nick, I just come in to explain things to Molly. For instance, you see that there pipe over there? Yeah. Sure, Fizzer. Well, sir, that's what the firemen slide down in case of fire. I grab you. He is far to forget he is having staircasings, and he will pipe down on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea, Nicky. Now watch. I won't take time to go upstairs and slide down, but I'll give you an idea how it's done by taking a run and jump at it and grabbing it way up high. Oh, wait, McGee. Now, watch this. Here I go. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Woo! Ow, ow. Oh, that, that thing's hot. Why, sure it's hot, Ignorance. That's the steam pipe. <laughs> Boy, am I burned up. Get up, McGee. You're more scared than hurt. Okay. Heavenly days. Isn't that a big firing? This is the biggest rumble seats I've ever seen since upwards from Hector. That's, that's the biggest engine in the county, that is. Oh. oh, shucks. I used to drive one bigger than that high. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When I was in Hooper's Holler and Agna Company Volunteer Department Hose Cart Number 79. <laughs> Our engine then was so long it was jointed into four places. Took five fellers to steer. 
Why, we could have drove that bus up a spiral staircase. Oh, my. <laughs> Chuck, this here old jalopy is just a kind of a little kitty car for bonfires. Hmm. Yeah. This visitor is some applesauce. He's convincing himself. <laughs> well, sir, as I was saying... Oh, here comes somebody, bud. Uh, more trouble. Oh, Mr. Fireman. Where's the fire? Uh, no fire. Well, what's the trouble, kid? Oh, I just stopped in to tell you if you're having a fire anywhere near us this afternoon sometime... Will you stop on your way and sprinkle our backyard for us? <laughs> I promised my little grandson a skating rink for his birthday. I'll be real obliged to you, I'm sure. Good day, Mr. Fireman. <laughs> so long, Sue. Well, can you... Skating rink. <laughs> of all the... Fireman saved my child a skating rink. Maybe I think this old pupil is having a very fine idea to sprinkle backyards without costing something. <laughs> To give a little cheap skating. <laughs> I'm very funny sometimes, I think. <laughs> Nobody made no silly suggestions like that when I was a fireman. Oh, was you for to having been a fireman, Fizzer? Who, me? <laughs> you hear that, Molly? <laughs> was Fibber McGee ever a fireman? <laughs> well, was you? Huh? <laughs> I'll say I was. That was way back in 1901. Or no, uh, or two. No, or three. Was hot too. No, it was hot too. Yep, hot too. Hot too what? Hot to use jumps and whacks on floors, woodwork, and furniture. Did you folks hear a voice just then? No, McGee. Not me. You're first to having a runaway with the imagination, Caesar. Well, never mind. Well, sir, as I was saying, I was in charge of the hose wagon then. But, uh, say, you got time to listen to this? Not me. Nor me. That is making it unanimous, I'm thinking. <laughs> In them days, I was known as Helmet McGee. I'm for that. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet McGee, they called me in them days. Helmet McGee, the handsome head man of the heroic Hoosier host guard hot shot to Hooper's holler. <laughs> well, sir, one day me and the boys was hooping it up there in the firehouse, playing cards and listening to the radio. <laughs> Ever listen to the radio, hi? Yeah, that's about all we do. The mystery shows and stuff, I suppose. All and prize fights. Mostly symphony concerts and household hints. Household hints? Sure. I got a swell recipe for coconut surprise last week. Yeah. <laughs> Who got the biggest surprise? You or the coconut? <laughs> you ever catch the Johnson Wax show, bud? Nope. Never heard of it. What time is it on? Monday night at 8 o'clock. It should be on now. And Johnson's Wax should be on your floors, furniture, and woodwork. Well, go on, McGee. Did you hear what I heard? That rather don't look at me like that. I just thought somebody said something at all. <laughs> well, sir, we were sitting there doing a kind of a lull when all of a sudden alarm comes in. 211, 411, 611, 711, shoot the word. <laughs> well, sir, out we hose with the go-kart. I mean, out we goes with the hose cart. <laughs> Outside of the station he's not yet, and already he's for being tangled up with his stocking. <laughs> you mean the hose. Sure, Cupid. It's all the same things in a big run. <laughs> I'm killing me with this fine joke. <laughs> As I was saying... Excuse you, Peter. As I was saying, we was testing out some new high-pressure holes. Eighteen inches into diameter. How much? Eighteen inches. Something new. Well, sir, we got to the fire. And a sweet one she was, too. Flames leaping a mile high. How high? Well, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Everybody's got clear of the building except some folks up onto the 88-story roof. 88-story? In a little village by the name of Hoopa Holler? Why, sure. <laughs> they got a Greenwich village right in New York, ain't they? Well, sir, you could hear them poor folks hollering something pathetic. Save me. 
Save me. Save my wife. Save my man. Save one-third on the large-sized can. <laughs> well, Caesar? Huh? Oh, excuse me. I thought I heard something. <laughs> I got a kind of ringing in my ear. <laughs> well, sir, I signaled the boys to toss up the big extension ladder, and they done her. And once it was raised up, I hopped onto her and zipped up that ladder like a squirrel after a nut. Or vice versa. Vice versa. Oh. Up I went. Up, up, up. And say, I was going so fast, I went 12 rungs too many past the top of the ladder before I could stop myself and had to come back down. But I seen it would never reach the roof, so I slid back down to the ground, realizing that the situation was desperate. Well, sir, quick to flash. I knew how to get up that there roof. I know, with a parachute. Parachute. How can you get up with a parachute? How should I know? Well, then what'd you suggest it for? Who? You! Go on with you. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I think uh, we are perhaps in the wrong network again, maybe, with a street that doesn't belong to somebody else, and I don't blame them. <laughs> Say, am I crazy, or what are you talking about? All of you! Well, sir, quick the flash. I had the boys disconnect the hose and take off the nozzle at the other end. Then what did I do? But I crawled inside the hose and waved to them to connect it up again. And say, when they turned on that water, whoosh, out of the end of the hose, I went like a bullet, right up to the roof on the building, where I landed graceful as a swan among the <laughs> Well, sir, then it was up to me to figure out a way to get all them folks down to the ground, safe and sound. Well, all of a sudden, I get me a thrill. Heavenly days, what's that now? Alarm high? Yeah. Down to the fireworks factory. Fireworks factory? One side, please. All right, boys. Grab it. Hurry. Stand by. Hurry. Stand by. Hurry. Let's go. Come on, Molly. Don't argue. That's the Hang on. Come on, Molly. Don't argue. That's the Hang on. Hey, Molly. What, McGee? This alarm sure was lucky for me. Why, McGee? Just I don't know how I'd have got all them people down from that 88th floor. <laughs> So, while Fibber and Molly are zipping through Wistful Vista on their way to the fire, we're going to have time to hear another of the beautiful songs submitted in Marcelli's Amateur Song Contest. This composition by Carlton Bates of Cambridge, Massachusetts, is titled Yours. And Marcelli will play his special orchestral arrangement of it now. The lyrics will be sung by a newcomer to the air, Annette King, a lovely young artist, singing a number never before heard on the radio. All right, Marcelli, it's yours. Yours from the start, yours all my 
and laugh to hear. Take it here, it's yours all yours. Your super red, your super red, yours every thought, every feeling. I can't pretend, lover or friend, how well you will find yours. Silly little things like I did. I've never entered into this. Helpless I would be to my dear. Love, I'm chained, I'm bound. Yours every breath, yours until death. That's how I am, I can't change these. There'll only be one love for me. Now and forever Thank you, Annette King, and congratulations to the composer, Carlton Bates. We hope this song, yours, will be a hit in the near future. Next week, Marcelli will play I Found You in the Moonlight, submitted in the Amateur Song Contest by Russ Daly of Ogdensburg, Wisconsin. Well, here they are again, Fibber and Molly just arriving aboard the fire engine at the Wistful Vista Fireworks Company, which is blazing merrily. All right, there, boys. Cast off them bowlines. Reach the horse around the double hatch there. All the scores going ashore there. Hey, pipe down, McGee. I'm giving the orders. One side there, madam. Who are you shoving, you big Lugan? Well, you're liable to get hurt, lady. Well, so are you if you shove me around. That's telling them, ain't it, McGee? Don't interfere with us firemen into the performance of our duty, Molly. You got a helmet for me, High? No. Come on, hi, give me a help. A six and seven eight. Could you wait whilst we put some rhinestone buckles on your boots, McGee? This misery is what you should call fussy, I'm thinking. Correct me if you're crazy. <laughs> One side for the hose there. Look, McGee. Everybody jumps and poisons. What is it? I think I'm getting stupid. What do you think it is, Nick? Fireworks. Those building shields full with overflowing with pins, wheels, sky rackets, and wisecrackers. Mm, heavenly days. He's right, McGee. The building is full of fireworks. Hey, as old fireman, I gotta do something about this. You, Fisher? Yes, sir, me. And please, what can you be for doing with roaming camels? What do you mean, roaming camels? You know, Shoopy, roaming camels? Boom. Fooey. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared. Look, Molly, them firemen ain't giving that small building over there a thought. 
What if a spark catches it? I'm going in there and get them fireworks out of that building. McGee, if you go in there, I go too. No, Molly, darling. It's too dangerous for you, sweetheart. Be an old fireman, I gotta do it. Keep her here, will you, Nick? Sure, Peter. Also, QB can keep me here too, I hope so. Well, let go of me, Mr. DePopolis. So long, Molly. McGee, come back. Come back, McGee. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Shoopy, remembering it's always darkest just before it gets too late. Oh, my. I knew we should never have gone into that firehouse. Oh, Glam, don't. I don't think it's so You're not half so stupid as I look. <laughs> oh, well, I... Hey, what you doing, Molly? I'm rubbing a little suit on your nose, McGee. There's a clean spot there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just me. <laughs> oh, hello there, Hi. Well, we got her under control, eh? Yep. Say, what's all these boxes doing here? Well, they're full of fireworks, Chief. McGee saved them. He what? McGee took them out of this building single-handed. Say, what the... Who told you to do that? Oh, shucks, Chief. That was my own idea. Forget it. <laughs> Give the medals to the other boys. <laughs> Just because I done all the dangerous work ain't no sign I should get. What are you talking about? What was the idea of bringing them fireworks out here where all the sparks is flying? We put them in that building because it's fireproof. Oh, you oh. see, you snap. There they go. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. You knew what, Molly? I knew a little punk like you shouldn't be allowed around fireworks. Well, it looks as though Fibber, as a hero, is always doomed to fizz and sputter out. <laughs> but here's something that always backs up his own statement. I mean, genuine Johnson's wax. This remarkable wax polish has stood the test of years. The finest homes of your grandmother's time were more beautiful because of their gleaming wax-polished floors, woodwork, and furniture. Famous cabinet makers of history knew the secret of preserving wood with genuine wax so that it wouldn't dry out. Most of the fine antiques that have been handed down to us have been preserved and beautified by many applications of genuine wax. If you protect your floors now with Johnson's wax, they'll never get worn and shabby looking around doorways or other places where they get constant use. The explanation is simple. Johnson's wax spreads an armor-like protection over the floor surface so that you walk on this invisible protective film and not on the actual wood itself. Every year adds greater loveliness to floors, furniture, and woodwork that are protected with genuine Johnson's wax. Oh, by the way, you save up to one-third by buying the larger sizes.
are cordially invited to be back with us again next week at this same hour for another round with the Malaprop McGee's. Until then, may we remind you that just as the best housekeepers use Johnson's wax and Johnson's glow coat to keep their houses clean and shining, so the most particular car owners keep their cars sparkling with Johnson's auto wax and cleaner. This is Harlow Cupid Wilcox reading a belated valentine. Dear housewife, what my love life lacks is just to hold your hand in mine so I can hand you Johnson's wax and I can be your valentine. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>